Welcome to 359 Degrees, a brand new weekly podcast in Singapore where I'll invite my friends to come along and talk about anything and pretty much everything. My name is Adam and this is 359 Degrees. Alright, alright, alright. Okay, so today's episode will be a little bit different. Instead of having a conversation with my friends about an issue that I'm having or the news or whatsoever, it will just be me talking and it will be a series of episodes where I just share random stories from my life. It can be super fun stories or something really, really sad. So, yeah, let's try it out and see what happens. You know, to the five people listening, thank you very, very much. You make me feel so very validated. <laughs> so this is about the worst interview experience I ever had. And really, when I say worst, it really is truly horrible. Back in February, I was feeling a bit bored at work, so I decided to apply for some jobs. It was really just me trying out to see what was out there, to see if I, to see if anybody wanted to hire me, to see if I could get a better job. But really, I was fine staying at my current job, but I was just bored. I wanted to see what my options were. So I sent in a few resumes, you know, I was busy clicking, you know, like a good little office girl. I did that, and I did get a few responses back. So one response that really stuck up to me was from a company, right? Well, of course, they're companies. So they're an event production company, right? So I won't name names because, you know, I'm a good girl. So um, what they do is that they bring concerts in, they bring headliners in, they also bring drag shows into Singapore. There are queens like Bianca, who has performed, uh, Alaska is performing, I don't know when this episode is up, maybe should have already performed, and they're also bringing concerts like uh, Justin Bieber's concerts, Gala and Rosa's concerts. So... It's a pretty fun and lit company to work at, I would think. So the role that I applied for was for a digital marketing exec or a social media exec, something to do with online stuff, because, you know, that's what I do. I'm not very good at it, actually. I'm really not. I think the worst part about doing digital stuff is that you become good, quote-unquote good, at very little, small little things. But as a whole, you're not really good at a certain specific thing. Well, it can either be a pro or con, but I don't know. Just at this age, it's just more of like, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, kind of thing. So anyway, one day when I was in the train, going to work, I checked up my email, and I received an email from, well, let's call her Bo. So I received an email from Bo stating that they were super excited seeing my resume and they wanted to call me in for an interview. But before the interview, they wanted to ask me a few questions, and these questions were really more for idea innovation about a show that they were having in six days. So it said, We are currently looking for ways this next six days to reach more fans for and look forward to hear your thoughts. The concert was six days away. The drag show that they were having was two weeks away or so, kind of thing like that. I gave her a quick reply, and I inserted two ideas. Mainly, I focused on the drag show that they were having because that's more of my interest versus the concert, and I gave them some avenues where they could, you know, publish their posts to get more fans, to get more viewers in, kind of thing, you know? Anyway, I gave her some ideas, and she really liked it a lot. She really, really did. And Bo replied, let me quote, The idea on is a great idea. We'll share with my team and see how we can implement this. So, you know, 
reading this, I was feeling all hot and bothered because like, yes, Queen Slay, Mama, somebody loves my ideas. I was really excited. She then proceeded to say, Also attached is the image for if you want to post in your IG story and the ticket link is here. This should have been red flag number one for me because firstly, in all the interview correspondences I've had, nobody has ever emailed me a link to the show that they were promoting or a link to an event that they were having for me to promote on my own personal Instagram page. She literally sent me a link to the show on the ticket booking website for me to promote on my own Instagram. Attached to the email was also an image of the poster so that I can post it on my own Instagram. First question, why? Second question, second question, it's an interview for a role. Why are you promoting stuff to me as though I am not a potential interviewee? I'm not a customer inquiring for like free tickets or a discount or something like that. I'm an actual person who might work at your company one day. To be honest, I'm not an influencer, baby girl, you know, I don't have 10,000 followers. I don't have that swipe up shit. So why are you sending me that? We replied back and forth. We settled on a date for Friday on the 1st of March. So after settling on Friday the 1st of March, she sent me an email two days later. This email was a bit funny to me, but I still stuck it out because as much as I wasn't desperate for a job, I was really kinda interested. Meh, you know. So Bo told me of an event that the company was carrying out sometime mid this year. So this would have been in June, July kind of thing. So she told me a brief breakdown of it and told me to come up with some ideas and maybe I can share the ideas to them during the interview. This was the first time that somebody was asking for so many ideas from me. While I wasn't looking for a job specifically, I didn't want to do shit like halfway, you know. I wanted to give like fully baked conceptual ideas, you know, big, grand shit, baby girl. So I came up with about four to six different ideas for the interview. When I reached the office on Friday, the 1st of March, the interview lasted about 45 minutes to an hour. And considering the time I spent there, it's honestly such a long interview process because most interviews maybe at most take about 30 minutes kind of thing. But this was really a 45 minutes to an hour interview. It was really so long and it was so challenging and... It was, it was more challenging than it needed to be, and now I understand why. So when I came in, I shook hands with Bo, she introduced herself. Afterwards, she called the social media person in to sit in with the interview. So it was Bo and this other girl. Let's call her Jane then. So we have Bo and Jane sitting, sitting in front of me during the interview process. So she proceeds to look through my resume and whatsoever. So we have a little conversation about it. She then asks me about my ideas and I tell her, oh, uh, let me show it to you because I have it on my laptop. She then proceeds to tell me, oh no, that's okay. You can just email your ideas to me and we'll take a look from there. Hmm, red flag number two. Why wouldn't you want me to go through it, right? And furthermore, it wasn't a crunch for time kind of issue simply because there were no other interviewees before or after me. I was the first interviewee for the day and when I left, there was no other person waiting to come in. So to be honest, time was not an issue. So we could have very well ran through it. But Jane, being the hero that she was, told me, Oh, I want to hear some of your ideas. Can we do that? And then I said, Alright, great. Let me just run through maybe about two ideas and I'll email you the rest. So we have a little conversation about it. And then Bo goes back to my resume and then Bo tells me, Oh, you've only worked for seven months. That's really, really short. We're looking for someone to work over here and someone who's really dedicated and passionate 
and will stay with us for a very, very long time. So listening to this, I get that seven months is a pretty short time, but 2019, it doesn't really matter how long you work at a place because to be honest, you can work at a place for two years and have done nothing, or you can work at somewhere for seven months and have done many, many things, you know? And then she tells me the stupidest fucking lying ever. She tells me, but you know over here, we live and breathe entertainment 24-7. I honestly didn't know what to say. Because, you know, I have so many friends working in the media industry. And I have never, ever, ever heard them tell me such bullshit. We live and breathe entertainment 24-7. I have never heard such a wild thing coming from someone who's not even in the entertainment industry. At best... This company is on the fringe of the entertainment industry, but they're not in it, you know. They're simply, simply put, they are concert and event promoters. That's all they are. So hearing this totally had me shook because I was like, huh, why are you saying this kind of things? It's a bit stupid, right? For a while, we went back to speaking about my resume. And at this point, I was pretty much done with the interview because I felt so unreasonably challenged and I felt that certain things that she said weren't sitting well with me simply because it seemed very delusional. Something was just a bit off. She then proceeded to tell me that the industry that I was currently in, the industry that I was doing my work for currently, is too different and is not relevant to the industry that she believes she's in, which is quote-unquote the entertainment industry, right? Well, you know, some people gotta believe what they wanna believe. While I wasn't in the same quote-unquote entertainment industry as she is in, I've been in it before, you know. The functions that she needed, I had done before, and I do it in my current job. I then proceeded to tell her that me working where I worked currently is a proof of concept that that I am adaptable, and that I'm adaptable to many industries, and I know how to skew what needs to be done for the different industries and for different avenues. To be honest, she then proceeded to be very condescending about my work, and she went on to say that it really is too different, it doesn't match up, all this kind of bullshit. So at this point, it just did not sit well with me. It really did not. Because I felt it's one thing to tell me that like, oh, hey, you know what? It's not why I'm, it's not what I'm looking for. But to tell me that my work currently doesn't match up with what you're looking for, I think that's just fucked up. So I then told her, no, that's wrong. I do not agree with whatever you're saying simply because, you know, it's a proof of concept. It's really a proof of concept about what I can and I cannot do. And it's been proven that I can do this. So it's really about just what you input. That's the only difference. And if I can do it for an industry that is pretty dry and boring, can you imagine what I can do for for this? This point, she was pretty taken aback kind of thing. The interview was kind of dying down. Honestly saying, she wasn't interested. I wasn't interested. She was just, till this day, I don't know what her purpose was for making it so extremely difficult, more difficult than it needed to be. But again, the problem wasn't about how difficult it was. The problem I had was with the line of questioning she had and at how she was conducting the interview. It's one thing to be difficult, but it's one thing to condescend somebody's work when they're sitting right in front of you, you know? Yeah, I'm going to repeat myself. It's really okay to say, no, you're not what I'm looking for. But it's really fucked up to say that, oh, but it's so different and what you've done is not enough kind of thing. It's just very rude. So at this point, the interview is wrapping up, you know, so then Bo tells me, oh, I will send you an email and I'll see Jane in with me and then you can send us the ideas and we can have a conversation about it from there. Third red flag, the interview is already wrapping up. 
why am I still having a conversation about my ideas with you? Am I getting the job? Am I not getting the job? You know, I mean, from your conversation, it's implied that, hey, you know, there's a further conversation. So maybe there's an interview for round two or maybe, hey, actually, you know what? Ding, 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 baby girl, you know, you got a new job, you know, kind of thing. So I said to her, yeah, sure, I'll send you an email. Um, so then as we're walking out, she tells me, oh, when can we start? So then as we're walking out, Bo asked me when was the earliest I could start work if I was to work there. And I told her, well, the earliest I can start is about a month because I need a month's notice, right? Bo then proceeds to tell me, oh, but we're looking for somebody really urgently. And then I asked, oh, did somebody leave the job? And then she told me, oh, well, no, not really. We just want someone in now. The confusion, the delusion on my face, I can't express it. Because at this point, it really just seemed like she wanted my ideas, but she didn't want to give me the job. So after the interview, I was really, really unhappy. You know, the interview was, I would say the interview was okay, right? Because I stood up for myself. I said what I needed to. But I can't help but think. If I was fresh out of NS, or if it was somebody fresh out of school with zero job experience, sitting there in that interview, right? how they would have felt. And to be honest, if it was me, because I remember the time when I was still applying for jobs and practically had zero experience, the only experience I had was internship, right? I would have just sat there and have just kept quiet because I would be so desperate for a job that I wouldn't stand up for myself. And I would just be so thankful to be in that interview room that I wouldn't be brave enough to speak up for myself. Is it the best interview etiquette? No. But should you sit across an interviewer while she berates and condescends her work, that's not right too. So then I never received an email from her. Bo never emailed me. Jay never emailed me. Never got a CC from anyone, you know? So it's fine because to be honest, I wasn't interested in the job and I wasn't interested in giving her my ideas and I just felt like there was no point in moving forward or for me to follow up and to email her. So fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, right? In mid-August. So I'm scrolling through Facebook, right? And guess what I see? And I see a post from Dear Straight People. So Dear Straight People is a, it's a Facebook page thing. They have like coming out stories, like some like lifestyle tips kind of thing. It's actually like a really decent page to check out. So if you haven't, you should read it. It's uh, Dear Straight People. Just Google it. You will find it. So then Dear Straight People posted a post for a giveaway for two tickets for Alaska's show. So at this point in the morning, I'm also in the train. So when I see this, I'm shocked. I'm honestly so shocked because Alaska's show is produced by the same people who I went for the interview with. And to be honest, I'm uncertain if the contest that was run by their straight people is something that is ran internally by the page managers or if it was a promotion that was given by the production company. And this really shook me because the most recent post that their straight people has posted about a drag show in Singapore is for Sasha Veloz's show. And that was literally back in like mid to end-ish of 2018. So in the past like what, 8 months, they haven't posted a single thing about any drag show. They didn't post about Work the World in Singapore. Nothing. And this really shook me. And you want to know why? Because the first email that I sent to Bo when she asked me for ideas for show, what I told her was, and I quote, off the top of my head, a great way to reach fans for would be to push it via Facebook pages like Ping.sg, Dear Straight People, and more. Offering a discount for the readers of these pages, I believe that a great handful of her fans are LGBT individuals and allies. 
pushing it via these pages as a sure way to get through to her fans. That's the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share it, like it. Be sure to follow us on there. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're on Instagram, which I'm sure you are, you can follow us on Instagram at 359pod. So that's about it. Bye!